welcome to Summer Camp Programming Podcast. That's Chris. And that's Kurt. That threw me off there. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what's like, going to happen here. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> that's not Chris, too. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, stems. Stems of plants and uh, <laughs> stems of uh, weeds, Pumpkins. Yeah. Is that stem? Pumpkin stems, pumpkin apple stems. core stems. Yeah. You know what? I think we should talk about stem as in... Science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Very good. Yeah. This is a new... It's been around in schools for a little bit, but camps are starting to pick up on it. This is a very new kind of thing. It's almost taken the place of outdoor ed or being a part of it. But yeah, STEM is... It's big. We, We call things, when we do something around here... I always say, oh, that's STEMI. We could use that with our STEM program. Right. Do you do STEM stuff? Kind of. I mean, we call it outdoor ed here, um, and we tie it in with all of our other outdoor ed stuff. And so, like, when the kids, like, they don't have a – they see on the schedule outdoor ed. They don't see STEM. But a lot of the – maybe about half of the stuff we do is very STEMI versus outdoor ed. Well, I guess outdoor (laughs) education – there's there's the science component to anything that's plant yeah. or environmental, uh, but do you also do engineering and technology? Uh, not technology. We do the engineering. Um, we tie that in with some different things um, okay. that we've done. I guess you know we did do a little. Um, we did some coding this last year. Okay. Um, that ties in with the tech, but, but yeah, mo- I, and I feel like probably most of STEM. I, most places that do it, I think that science is probably the the number one. They sure. that's probably people do more of that than any other. Well, I mean, uh, definitely with outdoor education, I think engineering yeah. is is really picking up a lot of steam. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so, like, what are <laughs> let's let's talk about? I guess our favorite uh, STEM activities. And, and yeah. full disclosure, I don't have a lot of experience with STEM as far as running things, but I did run a roundtable on STEM activities, and I'm pulling most of my ideas from that roundtable. So I, I think I got – I must have gotten one of these from your 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 roundtable then. But um, mm-hmm. construction space was the first one I had down, and it's kind of a um, – Yeah, you took that one. Yeah. Did you have that already? Sorry. I was going to. Yeah. It, well, no, I can't even. Because I like the idea. Yeah, it was It was kind of like you're having um, things to put together to construct. You can build a ramp. You can, you can, all this different stuff that you have to construct. And kind of letting the kids have building materials. Um, it's like Legos, a maker space. Have circuits. Yeah, it's for, very much a maker space. Yeah. But letting the kids build with it versus just... Okay, I already built this for you, but kind of letting the kids create their own whatever, right. and they can just go and build. No, I would not give them power tools. They're not. I mean, they can't have a big old <laughs> power saw or anything, but little things that they can build and create with. I I know I love doing that as a kid. Is just going, you know, my dad's uh, shop with all the random boards and junk that he had. Right. Trying to build something that worked and was cool. And totally. Show off. So much fun. 
And and I will say that uh, with this idea, and shout out to Laura Seymour for mm-hmm. this construction space idea. But she also said that uh, it's it's free exploration, and they can build whatever they want. But the campers uh, need to document in writing and pictures what they've yep. created. So that's a cool yep. tie-in. I like that. Uh, mine, mine is my first one is visiting scientists. So again, this is another mm-hmm. one from Laura, and she says they bring in parents who are scientists or that are um, work with technology or that are engineers and brings them in to talk about that type of stuff. And mm. I, I love that idea because I think that their the parents do, we don't know what their careers are, but there's so much yeah. out there. If you ask for parents like, oh, we need toilet paper rolls for crafts, they come through. If you ask them, hey, are any of you scientists or, you know, <laughs> they're going to come through. and uh, Or do you know any scientists or engineers or tech geeks? Um and then bring them in to talk about that. So I love that idea. Thanks, Laura. That was a great idea. Wonderful idea. My next one that I have is egg drop. Have oh, you ever yeah. done an egg drop? Very popular. Oh, those are fun. <laughs> so you, you have to create uh, – you're going to get an egg, and you're, you're going to be told, like, there's a, a certain amount of height that's going to be dropped from. I think the ones I've always seen, like the teacher or the counselor or whatever, would stand on a chair, and that's where they're going to drop your contraption in – holding an egg. And so you're trying to build something so that when your egg hits the ground, it is still intact and it has not broken and, and spread all over the place. Um, and so they get a certain amount of supplies. They get a certain amount of, of time um, to figure out, okay, how do I create something that will protect my egg when it hits the ground? Um, and it is, that's kind of cool for me too. I like to see what the kids come up with and oh you get some kids like this is the egg's gonna be safe forever you know and it's like <laughs> and then they like they like barely bump it and the thing just it, there it goes it's, it's out <laughs> you know, right. like, yeah, i broke your it didn't have even you, make the drop it didn't have <laughs> you done this yourself we have yeah and i actually i did this in school yeah yep um too like as well and so i we started kind of there and so to bring it into and do it we do it more for retreats versus a summer camp like it kind of became a little added on um but it's something we're talking about adding into our outdoor ed hour next year and being part of our outdoor ed time next year so yeah the egg drop is really popular and there are a ton of different supplies you can provide your Mm -hmm. contestants or students or campers and you just look online for ideas but we we did it in high school, and we did it from the second floor. We didn't. It wasn't oh, just a wow. chair. No, it was the second. Good night. Floor. You yeah. really had to go. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, you can make if if you're given the right supplies, you can make all kinds of things. Maybe mm-hmm. a parachute, or who knows, or just construct it well enough to insulate the egg. Anyways, it, it is fun. It's fun. Good team building, too. My next one is catapults. Very popular as well, right? Making catapults. So that could be using uh, a plastic spoon for your catapult and a bunch of rubber bands and sticks and what have you. There's a lot of different ways you can uh, have your campers create catapults. Again, look online, and there are so many different instructionals on how to do that. But I like the idea of making catapults. Very 
engineering based yeah. activity. I like that. Um, my next one is tennis ball towers. Uh, it's similar to egg drop. They get a they get a certain amount of um, materials, and they try to build the tallest tower that will hold a tennis ball. Okay. And I, I've seen this done before, where like you build you build a tower, you build a structure, and then you start putting books on it, and see how many books you can get before your structure collapses. Um, and and I mean that very similar. But the the this one, one of the rules is you have to use all the supplies. So you can't have any leftovers. They all have to be used. They all had to to be a part of it. Um, and then you give them some weird supplies too, like straws or, you know, they have like 10 different straws or they have um, string or, or things like that that has to be a part of it um, that create makes them have to use them all. And then the one thing that kids always forget is that the tennis ball rolls. And so... <laughs> They, they just think, oh, I'll build this thing. This is great, and we'll just set it on there. But <laughs> if it's just slightly off kilter, they you know, obviously they don't get a level, so they don't know how level it is. Then right. that tennis ball is rolling off. And, and so for them to kind of remember that their tennis ball uh, <laughs> has, to be, has to be yeah, – has to stay on there somehow. So Right. All right. That's a good one. Uh, my next one is Arduinos. Do you know what an Arduino is? I do. I and I want to like I need to spend more time learning that because it's cool. Yeah, Arduinos are great. Uh used a lot in escape rooms. Mm-hmm. And yep. basically, uh you can an Arduino is you have a computer program that works with this piece of tech mm-hmm. where you can program it any way you you want you want to open a lock if something if, if a player does a certain thing yeah and so you've got the software you have to uh, with the solder the wires at the right places there's a lot goes into it uh, very techy um, mm-hmm. and it's it's fun they're fun to play with so Arduinos check it out look yeah. into it it is neat. Yeah. Uh, my next one, um, zipline racers is what I call them. Um, and they, I have, in fact, uh, instructables is where we got this idea. If you've mm. never been on instructables.com, they have, yeah, a lot of cool stuff you can build a lot of very stimmy, um, out there, a lot of neat things, but the zipline racers is the kids get certain materials and they get a propeller. Um, and you show them how to, to set up a rubber band with the paper clips and twist the propeller so that All it'll right. turn with the rubber band. Um, and then they just get to build something that goes across your little string zip line, not the actual zip line at your Whee! camp. Uh, yeah, but um, ties in with that. So easy cool. One. My next one uh, comes from Megan Fenlon, and she got it from the PBS Kids Sci Girls Connect website, I think it is. Mm. And it's called Electrifying Dough Creatures. So Ooh. basically, the kids build simple circuits. Um, that's the circuits. That's what I was trying to think of for the Arduinos. It's circuits that go yes. with with the uh, computer program. Anyways, uh, circuits to light up LEDs um, while forming creatures with dough. And some of the dough conduct electricity and some don't. Oh. And so you take this dough, you take some batteries, uh, the LEDs, and some decorating supplies. And yeah, you 
create it, you put it together, you know, you make this dough and it looks like a lot of fun. I haven't done it, but I think it would be yeah. cool. So electrifying dough creatures. Check that Put out. Some art in there as well. PBS some Kids Psy Girls Connect. It, what Psy? It's like SCI, Psy Girls uh, SCI, yeah. So like yeah. science. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'll get that link from you. We'll put it in the show notes so everybody can cool. see that there. But uh, My next one, um, it's kind of two of them together. We do, um, we've done water rockets out here for the longest time um, where kids build rockets out of... Um, a two liter bottle and then a smaller, mm-hmm. like the little, the little bottles. Um, you tape them together, you make some fins, you fill it about half full of water. Um, and I, and I have a contraption that I've made as well as there is, um, the, you can buy some different contraptions, but the, uh, uh, you pump it full of air and then it shoots off. Um, and ours, from what I've been told, they, they go about 200 feet in the air, um, and they, they come, they come off of the, the contraption at 60 miles an hour is how fast they're going. And so, and they're cool to watch and they're neat to watch. And, and then the kids can even, you know, they see what the rocket does. If it, when it lands, doesn't get too badly torn up, they can go and change it up. Like, oh, my fins didn't work. Or, um, we had one time the, the, the kids excuse me, when they learned when um, their their fins were at an angle um, that would make their rocket spin as ah, it went up. Cool. And so they learned that, and so they learned from that. Um, and then air rockets are kind of the same thing, except it's um, you're just using a little paper that's kind of rolled up about the size of... Uh, I always give them a PVC pipe to test it to make sure it'll fit on the, the launcher. And so they, they all have... We just have these little extra PVC... They roll up the thing, they make a little nose cone, they make some... Um, wings or some uh, fins for it and then we have I just have on a, a board I have a PVC pipe I, I got a board down I got a PVC pipe that's completely attached to it and on the end of it is a big two liter bottle and then on the other end is a little angle piece that is um, it's a 45 degree angle and then another PVC pipe coming out of that so it kind of looks like a wide V and okay. so it's, it's a 45 degree angle um, and so we'll stick the rocket over the little angled part that's pointing upward, and then you step on the two-liter bottle on the other side, and that shoves air through and pushes it off the other end. Um, they don't go quite as high or far, obviously, but the kids still enjoy doing that, and they'll you know they'll try and jump on the bottle as hard as they can to push more air through right. and really shoot those rockets out of there. But um, we'll tie those in together. So once they get their water rocket built, while we're waiting on everyone to finish, they can build an air rocket as well. Um, and kind of play around with that. And then a lot of times we'll have kids that once they've built their air rocket, they'll notice something like, oh, we need to go change this on our water rocket because it totally flopped on our air rocket. And so they'll learn something. And so they'll change that before we do in the, before we start the water launches. Oh, cool. So. That's fun. Yeah. My next one is solar ovens. Do you ever make solar ovens? Yes, we have one. Yeah, they're fun. They are fun. I, you know, when we did it... Whoever ran it as when I was a kid, they never really explained much of it. And I think that's the key to STEM activities is actually going mm-hmm. through why this works and what yep. the process is, what's going on. And for solar ovens, you know, why, how is the sun cooking our food kind of thing, you know, yeah. what we're doing. So those are always fun to do. And there are plenty of uh, tutorials online for those as well. 
Did you make the ones in the pizza boxes? Yep, yep, like, exactly. Yep. I've seen those. We had one. I bought one online, and it's shaped kind of like a satellite dish, and so it cooks it a lot better actually sure. because of the the shape. And so. Yeah, when when you uh, buy stuff next... online, it usually ends yeah, up being helps. better than helps. what your these little kid constructed. Well, we still we still had to put it together. It all, it came in like puzzle pieces, and so we had to put it all <laughs> okay. together. But it's kind of and we we do both of them, so that way the kids can we can talk about then why the concave oh, thing cooks faster than the right. just the pizza box one, right? Yeah, uh, BattleBots is my next one, and we just started this. Um, in fact, I've only gone through uh, two different groups in, of guinea pig testing with this. Um, but I bought some cheap race cars from Walmart, or RC cars from Walmart. They're, uh, they were about forty bucks, um, and then I stripped them of all of their their prettiness that they had on the little plastic covers to make them look nice. And we give the kids um, a pieces of cardboard, masking tape, and skewers. And then what they have to do is where they're going to go into and they're going to do a battle bot game. And their their goal is to try and um, they have a balloon on the back of their car. And their goal is to try and pop someone else's balloon because when your balloon popped, you're out. And um, it's neat to see we had the first group that we had do it. They saw it. They saw how it worked. And then um, when they went to go build theirs for the second time one guy actually made little pyramids on the side of his car because he realized how the cars kind of tip over pretty simple. And so he made these little pyramids so his car wouldn't tip over. So as soon as it kind of hit, these pyramids would stop it. So if somebody come running into him to ram him over, if he went off the ramp or something to try and do a cool trick, his pyramids helped keep his car from tipping over. And I thought, I'm like, that was really smart that he figured that out and learned from that. Um, but yeah, we we throw things. I, I throw a ramp in the middle of the stadium because it's very it's temptation. The kids can't help but go off the ramp, but the ramp almost always knocks their car on their side. And then we give them ten seconds to, if they can't get back upright, like in a wrestling match or something, they're out. Um, and then we throw some rat traps out there on the field too. Um, they don't do a whole lot. Sometimes they'll flip the car. Um, I, I haven't seen them pop a balloon yet. I assume they might, but <laughs> haven't seen it happen yet. Just fun to see them. Yeah, go and the off, kids try yeah. and avoid them because they think it's it's a scary rat trap. They're sure. not real sure <laughs> what to do with it. Um, but it's it's really cool. And and we let the kids, you know, they get a couple rounds. So after that first round, uh, they've learned stuff. They've seen like, oh, my skewer broke when this happened, or I need to, you know, build a little bit bigger. And so it ties in that teaching method of, okay, I saw it happen this first time. You know, the first time I had no idea what was going to happen. But then I get another 15 minutes to change my car up for round two. Um, And it kind of helps them learn from that and learn from their mistakes or see what worked well for someone else and uh, try and build their own. So these aren't actually robots. They're trucks. So it'd be like battle trucks. They're just RC cars. Yeah, yeah, battle trucks, I guess. Yeah. Or the Mad Max challenge would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My next one is roller coaster, building a roller coaster, Uh, but using different supplies to build a roller coaster that a marble can Mm -hmm. run through. And there are so many different ways you can do this as well. You can use uh, PVC pipe, you can use cardboard, Mm -hmm. you can use uh, insulation foam, like the... Or 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 the what are, what are the foam? Yep, I can't think what they're called. They're, <laughs> I said they're 
They're like they're little black insulation. Right, right. Tubes for piping. Um, that's what we use. I don't know if I'd use fun noodles. I think they're probably too big. Um, and PVC pipe is almost too hard to build with, unless you just had a ton of pieces that you could really go to town with. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, the for, yeah, for like maybe just little straight pipes. But yeah, mm-hmm. the insulation pipe. Uh, but there are different ways you can do that, and putting together a roller coaster is fun. Yep. And it's not. I mean, it, it can be pretty easy. challenging to put yeah. a good one together. Well, we give them rules when we do ours that they have to have um, one loop-de-loop. So it's got to do a complete upside-down loop-de-loop. Um, a, a curve that is more than 90 degrees, so they have to – their curve has to be more – and then two consecutive hills. Oh, wow. Um, and so, yeah, we and then they get – I think they start off, if I remember right, they start off with five – I'd have to look at my things. I don't remember. I think they get five tubes um, and then a roll of masking tape um, to build this with. Uh, And a lot of kids will figure out, oh, I can cut my tube in half and I get more length. But when they do their loop-de-loop, they really need that tube to be all connected. And so a lot of them, it's funny, you'll see that they'll they'll make their loop-de-loop and then they they start taping back on tube because when their marble goes upside down, it falls. It falls, right, right. Tape the tube back together. Um, and then we even, when we do it, we'll use it as a quiz time. And so we'll ask questions or like if we're we're working on our Bible verses for the day or something, if somebody can quote it or they can answer the question, they can get an extra three feet of tubing oh, or they can get an I extra like whatever five foot of tape. And so to give them a little bit more. Earn your supplies. I like that. Yeah. My next one is races. So I a couple different races. I guess it just kind of depends on what you have available at your camp. Um, you can do balloon car races where they build um, a car and then they use the balloon that pushes as it pushes out air. It pushes the uh, balloon forward, which is Newton's second law, I believe. I'd have to look that up. Mm. <laughs> um, or we've done sailboat races. Um, you can do those in the pool or in the creek. Um and and even give you know the kids can have a straw or they can have something that they could be blowing and try and create the wind to get their sailboat to go a little bit faster. I've seen these done as well um, with a fan and just in gutters where a camp just put they bought gutters um, and kind of taped them together, put a fan at one end and then each so they have four gutters side by side all connected and you you drop in your sailboats and you try and race your sailboats. That's fun. Um, as well, you can do even Lego races where you create a Lego car and you race it down a um, uh, kind of like a race car track like you'd have for a Pinewood Derby or something like that. But using all these races and letting kids kind of... I think, at least what we've done here, a big part of STEM is you let them try it, see what doesn't go well, and then give them time to go and fix it or correct it. And so when they do their sailboats, when they do their their balloon cars, like, oh, mine went off or did this. And so give them a, okay, okay, now you have another 15 minutes before we start round two to go back and fix it or correct it or change it up to make it faster, better, stronger. Yeah, you're testing it. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. I like that. My next one would be Wigglebots. So this comes from Elizabeth Owens, and she got it from a site called Research Parents. And I will add those to the show notes as well. A link to that. And Wigglebots basically is a little. <laughs> uh, how, do, how, do, how do you? Well, I, I will tell you what the supplies are. 
two batteries, two Google Eyes, one piece of wire, one battery pack, <laughs> one motor, one CD, one eraser top, one switch, one Slurpee lid, and oh six goodness. glue dots. And basically what you do is you put these together and they wiggle and you put mm-hmm. like little uh, markers or pencils or something as the feet. And as they wiggle, they make these little designs that are these round designs and just kind of wiggles around the paper. And so it's pretty cool. Again, I will leave a link and you can see what I'm talking about because explaining it is very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there, wasn't there some kind of, I I feel like it, a toy or something that did that. The They were bugs or something that wiggled and you kind of fought with them. Oh, is that right? I, I don't know. It sounds like something that would be available. Yeah. It'd be cool. So, uh, My next one, uh, Rube Goldberg machines. Uh, and these are really hard to do. Mm. And so they take a ton of planning. Um, but having the kids just kind of create something that, you know, as a marble rolls or as something moves, that then it causes something else to happen. You have all these different, you know, it just doesn't go down a roller coaster, but it also starts the next thing and it creates something or even a, a domino setup, but creating something that with, with Rube Goldberg that your starting point, your ending point, it does all these different things in the middle that make different things happen throughout the race. And at the end the... you have pancakes that are cooking. Yeah. Like what's, yeah. What's your, what <laughs> so is yeah, the, like the bowling ball starts, it hits a kind of a target that mm-hmm. hits a, ping pong ball that rolls some other place that yes. hits the chicken that lays an egg. And <laughs> yeah. It's not just one ball moving throughout the thing, but it creates right. other effects off of it. It'd be fun to have kids do certain parts, like take certain parts of a whole system. Piece them together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be an interesting idea. My next one is a floating ball experiment. And this one comes from Philip Drake. In fact, I think he may have done it on his session for the first ScampCon. But basically, he takes a vac uh, not a vacuum. I guess a shop vac. Anything that blows air out, though. Yeah. You, know, you have it blow out, not suck in. Mm-hmm. It blows out, out air, and you have to have kind of the thinnest little stream of air and then you have a, a ball that's the right, he uses a, a small kickball, but it has to be the right weight. You put it under, you put the air source under the ball, and as it's blowing up, you know, the ball will stay in one spot. Mm-hmm. And then you bring the uh, air source to, you can bring it all the way to like a 45 degree angle, and the ball is still staying in the right spot. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it is. Uh, Bernoulli's <laughs> principle. Bernoulli's? And Bernoulli's? I don't know what that is. No, I think it's Some a fancy uh, scientist. Or or it's a spaghetti sauce. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's yeah. one of those. And yeah, it, it's cool. He I've seen pictures of him doing it. And I think again, I think he demonstrated it uh, during his workshop. But it's very it's very neat to see. It's like magic. Yeah. You know, I, I can remember doing that as a kid where you'd throw like the beach ball on the fan and watch right. it stay in its right. area. Yeah. So. Uh, my last one is bridges, building bridges. Um, and we have, I mean, we have a very small creek here. And so you these aren't like walking bridges 
Um, although I'd love some some from some kid to figure out how to actually make a bridge over a creek a little bit easier. But these are I'm thinking like you know your small gutters, your small something small you have a or even just not over any water you just creating a bridge. Um, and then you're making some type of bridge and you start putting pennies on it. And so this is very similar to that uh, tennis ball tower. You're constructing something to hold a lot of weight. But this has to be a bridge. So you has to get from a certain point A to point B. So it has to be a certain length. And then um, it, you almost have to have something where there would be water or something in the middle so that they can't put support there and they can't just build a, a solid thing. But it's mm. going to have to bridge over two spots. So you have to have a space in the middle. Um, and then you're putting these pennies on there. And so to watch the kids kind of learn, um, oh, if I, you know, put towers like a, you see at a bridge on a thing, you know, that'll help suspend it a little bit better. Or if I can build some different um, footings for it to help create weight on each end, that'll help hold it up. But then you're putting all these pennies on to see how, whose bridge can hold the most pennies. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and I think I think I we've done this before. I feel like I, I saw this um, in the roundtable as well. Yeah, it's in there. Uh -huh. Um that they had and so yeah joy c that uh came up with this idea on the round table and that yeah creating different bridges to go over a certain area yeah that'd be fun my last one comes it's inspired by your nature center is doing a zoology okay type of program where you're talking about the animals and because that's science as well like everything yep. talk about some animals <laughs> And so I think that's that gives you a lot to uh, to do. Yeah. And I should mention that the show notes are all at summercamppro.com. Mm -hmm. You just basically go to summercamppro.com, hit on the podcast in the menu, and you'll see a list of all the shows. Find the one you want. Or, like, this is episode 36. So you could put in summercamppro.com slash scp for summer camp programming dash 36 if you just want to go straight to it and we will have a bunch of links for this one you know some yeah, some of the uh, show notes will have a link or two or no links at all but this one will have plenty so i've got cool. the question this week okay. chris should arts you know like the arts be part of STEM to make it STEAM? Or do you think it should just be STEM? Oh, let's see how many people we can make mad this week. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I I feel like art kind of has... It's got its own thing. I don't think it needs to be part of STEM. In my honest opinion, people love art. Kids love art. Art's not a hard thing to get people excited about. You get to do art. Yay, we're doing art and stuff. Where you're telling somebody, hey, you're going to do math today. You're going to do science. You're going to do engineering. Oh, you know? And I think that's really where STEM came from, was trying to get exciting stuff to do with kind of these boringer, that's definitely a word, more boring <laughs> um, subject matter. And so I don't, I think art has its own, it's cool on its own. It doesn't need to be tied in with STEM. I feel like STEM is just helping make math and science and technology a lot more exciting. So I say no. I, How about I, you? I don't know. I think mathematics shouldn't even be in there because it's part yeah. of engineering, right? It should be STE. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because you don't, you don't, nobody <laughs> says, let's do mathematic activities. Mm -hmm. no, that's part of the rest of it. 
Uh, as far as STEM or STEAM, I mean, I'm an arts guy. I love, as far as not only art, like arts and crafts, but drama and any kind of performing arts, uh, music. And I, I mean, I understand your thought as far as like, yeah, the kids are excited about that already, or, or a lot of kids, most kids might be excited about that. But I also feel like it is pushed out of school so much. It's like that extra thing. Okay, school has to do cutbacks. We're going to get rid of arts. Yeah. And so having STEAM as a focal point for after-school activities makes sense to me because a lot of the arts have been taken out of schools. So I guess in the right context, I like the idea of STEAM versus STEM. Okay. So there's uh, two different viewpoints. What do you all think? When you go to the show notes and get all these cool links at the bottom, leave a comment. Mm-hmm. Should arts be part of STEM to make it STEAM or not? Or you can just change the acronym all the other. It could be MEATS. <laughs> MEATS. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> all right. Awesome. From around the campfire, this has been Chris and Kurt signing off. <laughs> I like it. Signing All off. Right. Well, from around the campfire. This is well. Kurt and Kurt. I, how how were we gonna say? I'm trying. I, I told you. You always do that. Like, You're like, what were we gonna say? Well, <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Because it's from. We, we were gonna say it some way. This has been Chris and. No, you Kurt. say it right. I, 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 we we had it. A, how we did were you usually about the say last it? Episode, from around the campfire. From around the campfire. This has been Kurt and Chris. Yeah, that's fine. And then fine. we were signing we were, we were, off for yeah, something. Yeah, we're th- we're thinking that's of like. Uh, yeah, What's for Kurt. Going? This is Chris saying... That's the way the cookie crumbles. That's the way. (laughs) And that's the rest of the story. Yeah. No, do your thing. Okay. Well, around the campfire. (laughs) Well, well, well. now. From the campfire. I'm sorry, go ahead. From around the round table. I remember that one. (laughs) Right? From the round table. This is the nights. (laughs) Are you ready? Are you ready now? I'm ready. We got a lot of stuff for our blooper reel this time. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) From around the campfire, this has been Chris and Kurt signing off. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Signing off.